Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. This is Jeff West. We are on episode 34, I believe, after the new year. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Woo! So I am starting out the new year with the best interview ever of my lovely wife, Kim, who is also an educator. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself. And then we're going to just kind of talk about some of the things that she's doing at the elementary level uh, with technology. So, without further ado, my wife, Kim, tell us a little bit uh, about what it is you've done and do, and we'll get going. So, I am a music educator, just like my husband, um, and I've taught music education for years. Uh, But in my current district, I was only employed half-time. And uh, my principal came to me about six years ago and asked if I'd be willing to go full-time. They were going to revamp some specials in the elementary and wondered if I would be a part of that. So I jumped on board, and in 2014, they uh, integrated World Language, which was held in the computer lab twice every six days. And um, it became apparent very quickly that even though World Language wasn't really had anything to do with technology because it was held in the lab. We, of course, use the computers every day, and we saw the lack of technology skills that the kids needed. So quickly we started teaching tech skills, and we became familiar with the SDC standards and um, kind of created this our own technology class just by what the kids, what, what the students were needing to complete the assignments. Now, you were finding the technology stuff because of Rosetta Stone? Um, No, because World Language was, uh, it's a 40-minute class, but 20 minutes is where the students were on Rosetta Stone learning. We were just facilitating that learning. And then the other 20 minutes was of um, students doing some cultural projects. So we were creating things in slides and docs and different things. Uh, we used some Padlet, but the kids didn't know how to use any of this kind of stuff. So we had to kind of back up a little bit and teach them. We started in slides, really, teaching them how to manipulate slides, very simple things. Um, but they grabbed on quick and loved it. And uh, then we just kind of went from there. That got the ball rolling. So they were, were they digital natives by that point? I mean... Were these kids, did they have smartphones when you started it? No, no. Um, they, 
had maybe an iPad at home or an iPod. Um, and maybe some of the more fluent students, parents had cell phones, but it it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. I, in these five years, I've seen a big difference in that. That was the time of the flip phone then probably still. The slider phone and the flip phone and... Um, I think smartphone. I think it was 2014 when it started. So there were smartphones oh, yeah. around. It's just we have seen a big difference in these last five years. Now kids are coming into the elementary school with their own smartphone. Um, where back then that was just unheard of. So the early integration, uh, which kind of goes into my next second question, I guess. Uh, the early integration for you was the fact that the kids didn't have some of what we now look at as basic skills of of finding and being able to problem solve and uh, create, I guess, and maybe even collaborate. I know at my level I have trouble with the collaboration piece, but you know, elementary students tend to be less inhibited and they'll get in with anybody. We worked on some collaborations things early on and kind of had to pull back a little bit because those fundamentals weren't there yet. Um, so we had we had to to pull back from that and just work on basics, really sometimes based on basic typing, but then just how to be a good digital citizen, how to manipulate your slide. Um, we have done some collaboration with some things, but it's very, very basic. They're getting to the point now. Um, with my fifth graders especially, we just did a project where they're collaborating, and it went very well. And I was um, reflecting a little bit on how year year one and two, when we tried collaboration, it was kind of a disaster. And now on year five, it went very smooth, and they just took off and ran in it. It kind of made me feel good in the fact that I they have the tools now that they need to start collaborating. So you think then, if I'm hearing right, four years. This is year five. Yeah. So your so your project went well this fifth year. So probably four years if you're starting from no or little tech for everybody. To, it's going to take that long to start to see any significant growth? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I would. Um, it's just that the, the way that the student projects worked out this year was a collaborative year where I didn't do that last year. It may have gone well last year. Um, our, our curriculum has, has changed a little bit this year, and we've implemented Project Lead the Way, and that's what they were collaborating in this year. They, I think they probably could have done it last so year. So there's probably a little more like guidance in the Lead the Way, which we'll talk about in a minute, but <clears throat> excuse me. But there's probably a little more guidance and some ideas for you to spin off of or you know training, that type of thing, I'm, I'm guessing. But I don't want to jump too far ahead. But what I am... Uh, I guess what I what initiated this was that the school and the district, their early integration was, there was some guided, if I remember at my level, um, but but uh, a lot of freedom, a lot of a lot of here here's here are the tools if you want to use them great if if not you know, keep working it these little things was it kind of like that for you and and is that your feel from district look. Yes, yes. And now, let's be fair. I'm sorry. Um, 
the people who started all of this are no longer in their positions. We have a new superintendent and we have a new superintendent of curriculum. So we're going back in history a little bit. Yes. Um, <coughs> we we had no supplies or um, direction other than make this a great class. So uh, the team that I was working with really stepped up and we collaborated a lot together and just shared as we could and and really tried to be creative to make this uh, something meaningful for the students. But it, it was tough at first. And even in the building, I was lucky to have my students in the lab. The rest of the building had Chromebook cards. They, we weren't one-to-one yet. So that was very, um, it was sparse for them. I, I was one of the lucky ones. So now this collaborating, your building is, mm, I would say, small to medium, um, even though it's still a pretty large. I'm trying to remember how many students are in your building. Do you know? Um, we're, we're down a little bit. It's about 400 right now. But there's what, one, two, three, four hallways, five hallways maybe, and grade levels are very close. And you can look across the hall and see each other's. Some doors are lined that way. So it's, in other words, it's easy to walk out and communicate. Uh, whereas me in the high school, I'm next to the choir room and then the gym. And then I have to walk quite a bit before I get into content level. Um, actually, the main office comes first. It's almost a perfect split that 1970s architecture which nothing wrong with it just saying that's what it is um so what do you think then your current state and uh challenges barriers uh you know anything anything that uh pops into your head on that um we've got a lot of strengths in our district in my building we have an incredible staff they're very dedicated and they're very willing to work collaboratively um, oftentimes someone will raise their hand at the staff meeting and say, this worked today and my students were so engaged and I'm so excited and I'd love to share. And that's, um, we've all been able to kind of feed off of that energy. The district has also um, employed a company called CBD out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, where um, they come in and support the teachers in helping us learn the technology and strategies that we can help our students become uh, more technology savvy. And they have been a huge, huge support. And I think it's fair to say that our administration has been really patient and supportive and set reasonable goals for us to try to meet without the pressure of make sure this is done. They, they have um, gently pushed to keep us moving forward. And um, that, that has been nice to, to keep moving without feeling pressure. But there are sure a lot of challenges just with anything new. It's difficult. Sometimes you feel like you're moving one step forward and two steps back. The whole mindset excuse me, the mindset shift is what I'm trying to say, is a difficult one um, from going with students reading and writing on a piece of paper to um, collaborate, uh, collaborating with others and taking a more global view of things. So um, there's a lot of good things happening. It just takes a long time. And speaking for myself, I'm impatient. I want it all to be right now. I think... I don't think that's that's any different than probably what most teachers 
would be feeling. It's, uh, you know, we were trained to be the source and uh, that's just with technology. I don't think that's the case anymore. And so we have to become comfortable with not always being the source. Uh, that's why, you know, in this podcast, I always say be patient and not perfect because you can be patient. You, have, you know, your search skills will increase and your tech skills will increase and and technology will will get it will increase. And I think some of the Chromebooks that are coming out now are, are much better than anything we ever had in a cart. Um, and if I could just interrupt for a second, I really love that tag that you have about being patient. When I first heard that, I thought, wow, that is spot on um, to, to allow ourselves as educators, to allow ourselves the time to kind of figure out what works, to figure out what doesn't, and be okay with the time that it takes. So good for you. Well, thank you very much. And uh, checks in the mail, or do I have to do the dishes or something now? <laughs> for a whole week. Oh, boy. Um you know, I guess sometimes when I think about the challenges, uh, challenges, I think is the wrong word. I think I really do like the word barrier because it's, it keeps us from where we're at. You know, I think, uh, I think sometimes, and this is not just me, you know, pulling from the district or anything. This is me reading uh, uh, Twitter and articles that, you know, obvious ones like budget and staffing and equipment can be barriers. And I think for the most part, you know, our district is handling that as best as they can. Of course, there's always ways to do it better. And, but I think they're always, I think they're pretty aware and pretty open and looking. That has increased and gotten a lot better in the past years, in my opinion. Um, probably the biggest thing for me and a barrier is sometimes, and you kind of alluded to this, um, we're kind of wandering in a dark room looking for a light switch. We, you know, we know the answer is there, but, and so we're just kind of feeling our way around and that's that whole be patient and be okay with, with failing. Um, because man, I don't know about you, but I failed a lot before, um, I really felt like, okay, now this is starting to make a difference. Oh, absolutely. When I think back to those, especially that first year of things, you know, I, I fell into the trap of, oh, look, here's Padlet. I want to use this in my classroom instead of thinking, this is what I want the students to learn. What is the best tech tool available? Right. And that f I'll never forget the first time I used Padlet with fifth graders. It was just an epic fail because I hadn't prepped them well. They, it, it, I thought it would go so much smoother than it did. So that taught me a lot right there of how I need to step back and set the students up, just like I do in music class, because that's my training. But um, it, it, and it should look very similar in technology, and I really didn't handle that well at first. But, you know, you fall and you learn, and I've, I've done better now. Now, at the high school level, I used to – do kind of what I, I don't know if you any of you that are listening have watched the Apollo 13 movie with Tom Hanks but there was a point where they were having trouble with their breathing and all the engineers had a box of all the things that they had available and he just dumped it on the table and he said okay we need to make this go into this and I at the high school level I approached and I still do to some degree my tech use by kind of putting those tools out there and saying here's what we're going to learn and here's what you know, here's what you need to learn. And often the why, kids are much more attuned to why do I need to know this than at any time I can remember. But at the elementary level, um, I'm not sure that that works so well. What do you think? 
No, I would agree with you. And, and that was kind of the approach I was taking in those early years, but they didn't have the uh, prerequisite skills to make that happen. But the the project that I was just alluding to earlier about the collaboration with the fifth grade, we uh, used Google Drawing. And it's the first time I'd ever used Google Drawing with the kids. Now, I don't know if other teachers had, if they had previous knowledge. I never did ask that question. I should have. Um, but I paired them up in twos and said, here's your assignment, go, and and very gave them very little direction. And I was really blown away by the creativity and how well they work together and um, that was fun just to let the reins go and to see what they could do. And one project looked so different from the other, but they all met the criteria of what was expected. And they knew how to use drawing? Yeah. They did not know how to use drawing. Okay, so I gave them a lot of hunt and peck and I gave them try a, and fail. Well, I think I did a, a blended uh, video. Okay. I, that I put in school. Like instructional thing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like five minutes of. They do the video part is, you know, if you can get any type of speed or quick and easy. And I think there's enough apps out there now that are pretty usable, um, especially screen recorders mm -hmm. and, you know, that type of thing. But um, the kids pick up about as fast as being told. Uh, shoulder to shoulder type of thing. I think it's both. I think it's faster on the video because they can re review it. Or? Um, I think they're just right now. They're more engaged in watching the video. I think they hear wah 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 when I talk in front of the class. Mm -hmm. um, but when I say okay, put your headphones in and listen to the video, they are fired up. And it's a lovely thing. Like you said, they could go back and watch it again. And some kids did. Most kids got it the first time. But then absences is always an issue for me with specials. And I can say to the, the next time or the next teacher that, that needs to show it, look, the video is already there. You're all set. I think I've heard that voice when you said, hey, would you take this out <laughs> to the garbage? And I didn't hear it. So, all right. Well, um, you know, we could talk about this for quite a bit longer, but uh, let's move on to um, the PLTW and PBL and, um, you know, tech use, tech leading, tech vision, tech integration, you know, all, anything anything that goes with those tech words, you know, um, again, maybe remind your K-5, right? Yes, I'm and, K-5. And, and these will be in all those grade levels or not, or, you know, what's the what's the approach? Tell us a little bit about that. Right now, grades three through five are working in Project Lead the Way, which is a STEM class, um, a, a canned STEM class that the district has purchased, but I am really loving it, and so are the students. Um, there are different modules that the district has purchased for those three grades. They're piloting this Project Lead the Way this year. Um, so we started out with digital citizenship in third, fourth, and fifth grade, and then we have moved into Project Lead the Way, and the thought is maybe the last month of school will transition into some programmable robots, uh, Makey Makey, the, the Legos, um, Genius Hour, those th things have all been thrown out. We're still kind of figuring it out as we go because like I said this is a pilot but that's that's one of the nice things about the district is they're kind of saying these are all options make it what 
you want it to be. And it's nice to have that freedom. Um, so take us a, a step-by-step on the, on the either one project lead the way or, or the project-based learning, or are they kind of coming together? Is that the vision here? Or yeah, I, I know about them, but I was just thinking as you were talking and you said, makey, makey, of course I wanted to make a joke, but I didn't. (laughs) Um, the number of buzz terms that before technology, you know, as far as class framework or discipline or, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Like behavior uh, modification. I thought that was overwhelming. And I think as tech has come in, I think the words have like tripled. Mm-hmm. I, it just seems that, and but yet if you ask about them, they'll be the same thing, but with just this little, are, you know, are these two programs kind of like that or are they not connected or what's going on? Um, Project Lead the Way, like I said, is STEM based, but it it incorporates project lead the or excuse me project based learning the PBL. So the kids have a real world problem to solve, um, and then they incorporate math and science and Would engineering. You come up with the real world. Um, no, in project lead the way, it is given. It's a curriculum, all written down. It's all online, and the, so it says we want to solve pollution, and then. Um, I mean, not quite that broad, but for instance, fourth grade is doing input output. And so they start with um, a character that they use throughout Project Lead the Way who has a concussion. And so they talk about what happens to the brain with a concussion and um, and then use that with input output. And now the kids are into coding. We're in tinker and coding. Um, fifth grade's doing infection detection. And so the the real world problem is in this character grouping that they use that everybody's sick at school and they have to figure out who patient zero was and um, using the scientific method and uh, you know inquiry based learning it's it's all good stuff and I'm really enjoying it. So you have you were just telling me don't you have training for one of these two coming up? Um, yes, the PBL. Okay, all right. So so. I guess my point is, is with tech, coming back around to tech integration, it's it's that these programs are, are wonderful and great, but you have to get trained first. So really, you might see a, a dip your toe in the pool approach by the last month of school. I mean, you're going to have to, you know, you or will it be faster than that, I guess? Oh, no, I think it's going to be at the dip the toe in the pool. Absolutely. Because we're kind of we're kind of figuring this out as we go, the the team and I. Um, so I'm going to be trained in PBL next week. And then hopefully, you know, I'll kind of facilitate my team members learning some of the PBL, but then we're looking at maybe integrating that some more next year. So uh, this year at the end of the year will be some trial and error things, what's working, what doesn't work so that we can kind of regroup over the summer and, and start again. All right, so considering all of this, making sure I'm, I'm checking out my questions, make sure I covered everything so that I'm getting all of your, your knowledge and expertise. So do you think that uh, as looking back to now, to the future, so forth, do you think that, that tech is becoming a primary tool or is this an extra kind of additional, and I don't mean it in a bad way, it's just it's uh, you won't use it all the time, but some of the time, or 
is you know is this it? is this the thing is this a, is this a school uh, philosophy? Um, I think it's being embraced that way. Absolutely. Um, I see in every class they're using uh, technology, little bits here and there, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on the grade level or the subject area. In music, I don't use it that much. Um, and in PE, they don't use it that much. But that's to be expected. But they're using it in math and they're using it in ELA. But to be fair, in the content subjects, the collaboration project-based problem-solving not that it was, uh, that it didn't exist. Those are definitely more individual skill-based building. Yes. Where in music uh, and PE, this is what we've been doing. It's what we've been trained to do. We just have been using different technology. You know, sure. I use my instruments. You use your you know, classroom instruments or voices. You know, PE has any athletic equipment. I think that was in the last podcast with my P, uh, two podcasts ago with the, my uh, PE colleagues. I, I don't think we have as much to embrace with the curriculum and the integration because it's a, very similar to what we have already been trained and been doing. Um, but the instruments are different. Fair point. Yeah. You know, I, I just see a lot of parallels. You know, whenever I have kids who... Uh, and band can play scales and are just nail them. And I have kids that are struggling with them. And I have kids who can collaborate and use several Google tools or any other application online. And then I have kids that are lucky to use Google Docs and, <laughs> and Sheets. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're coming down to the end of the podcast. This has been a great time. But the last question, and it's kind of the tech treat, your tech treat for the week. Yum, yum. If you could wave the magic wand or rub the lamp and the genie comes out and says you get one or maybe two things uh, for tech, the future, the things that we kind of know are in development or maybe something that's not even been talked about that would really make either tech integration go smoother or make learning more meaningful for students if we had this piece of tech. Or and it doesn't have to be like hardware. It could be software. It could be uh, uh, an overall approach like the um, AI, um, VR. You know, we have those things coming up. What What do you think? Does anything come to mind? Wow, um, there are lots of little things I think about that I wish would be different. Um, for instance, with my kindergarten students. There, we have them on sets of different games for mouse skills and keyboarding skills, um, all free websites, but there's all these ads everywhere, and I'm always... Distracted. Well, they're not distracted. They don't even see it, unless it's a Minecraft something or a Fortnite something. But as an educator in the public schools, I'm worried about them seeing these advertisements all the time. Um, or when we go to YouTube, there's all those advertisements everywhere. That I w I wish that could be taken care of, like a safe way. I know we've yes. uh, we've done a lot of searches for a safe way to view YouTube videos, and there are things out there, but less clicks I think goes along with that. Well, they're cumbersome. You have, you have to click a lot, and oftentimes expensive. Yeah. Um, I I guess my biggest thing is I would love to have the time. 
to collaborate with the classroom teacher so that we could create um, a meaningful project-based design um, using all of the skills, not just math skills or English skills, but to, to create something um, more in the project-based learning arena. Instead of them coming to me for 40 minutes and then saying goodbye at the end of 40 minutes, having some time to, to, to really let them integrate all the subjects that they're learning together. That would be my overarching wish. So you want to ex extend the, the class period? I mean, am I being too simplistic? Um, well, that, that becomes difficult, doesn't it? But wouldn't it be nice if they could come for an hour and a half into the library and the classroom teacher and I would work together and, and on a project and I could help them implement music or art with their their design, whatever they're designing, and, and teach them how to speak in front of the class or perform in front of the class. Sometimes things that I don't have a chance to teach in 40 minutes, but that would enhance their learning. Hmm. <laughs> so you think it's a curriculum change, a schedule change? It's all those things? I think all of the above. Yeah. Think, we're trying to think outside the box. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I have been intrigued by the development of the uh, AI, uh, the things that are being done and, it, you know, how our phones learn from us and the searching, of course, with ads, they've been able to go because that makes the money, you know, it's mm -hmm. where the money's at. But I'm wondering, and I know I hear of, you know, some standardized tests that are starting to incorporate a, uh, a thread, I guess, of, of AI. So, oh, you know, for me, for me, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of that somehow. But I think gamification is a big one for me. I, I'm looking at trying to create game learning, not so that everything's a, a toy, but, um, so that I could create my own. And I know there are different ways of creating, you know, if you, um, uh, they're all leaving my mind now. Wiser.me, I think it is, you know, for worksheets. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I've used so many of them. Now I can't think of a one of them. Um, so is it Socrates? Soc yes. Soc something like that. Uh, I used that a while or back. Socratic. 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 There we go. I knew it wasn't Socrates. I, um, but, you know, there are there are those types of things. I know Classcraft is a, a kind of an online, and that's that incorporates everything from turning your homework in on time, you get points, and then I guess there's battles, and you build your characters, and, you know, it's the whole, almost a World of Warcraft uh, wizards and so forth characters that the kids can develop, but it hasn't really applied to my classroom. I've tried using it a couple of times, but I'd like to have just an open, uh, you know, source that we can go in and plug in things and, uh, you know, coding maybe gets easier, uh, less time consuming. Right. So, well, that is it for this episode. Hope you got a, a lot out of it. I know I did. I live with her and I'm still learning stuff. Uh, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. My next episode, uh, Actually, I think tomorrow John and I are going to get together. Uh, John Daly is a colleague of mine who has his own podcast, and we're going to do a couple. We're going to do a, an episode for his and episode for mine and talk about tech integration. He's a business uh, tech teacher at the high school level, been 
been at the high school uh, gosh, longer than I have. So he is a, a big piece of the puzzle there, and I'm sure he's going to have some really neat insights, and I'm looking forward to the discussion. I hope you had a, a good, happy new year and a great holidays um, celebration with family and friends and so forth. I know we did, and they're coming to an end, and we're starting in that uh, school's next week uh, feel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you, t- you all take care, and thanks for listening, and thanks to my lovely wife, Kim. See you next episode. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>